Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It's Tuesday, June 11. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for today. What a beautiful day it is. I want to thank you for all that you've called us to. I want to thank you for this moment and for this passage. Uh, I ask, Lord, for your spirit to guide us, to bless us, to give us wisdom and insight and uh, understanding as well. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Okay, it's the message day, the MSG, Amos chapters 7 and 8, subheading to die homeless and friendless. God, my master, showed me this vision. He was preparing a locust swarm. The first cutting, which went to the king, was complete, and the second crop was just sprouting. The locusts ate everything green. Not even a blade of grass was left. I called out, God, my master, excuse me, but what's going to come of Jacob? He's so small. God gave in. It won't happen, he said. God showed me this vision. Oh, God, my master God was calling up a firestorm. It burned up the ocean. Then it burned up the promised land. I said, God, my master, hold it, please. What's going to come of Jacob? He's so small. God gave in. All right, this won't happen either, God, my master, said. God showed me this vision. My master was standing beside a wall. In his hand, he held a plumb line. God said to me, what do you see, Amos? I said, a plumb line. Then my master said, look what I've done. I've hung a plumb line in the midst of my people, Israel. I've spared them for the last time. This is it. Isaac's sex and religion shrines will be smashed. Israel's unholy shrines will be knocked to pieces. I'm raising my sword against the royal family of Jeroboam. Amaziah, priest at the shrine at Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is plotting to get rid of you, and he's doing it as an insider, working from within Israel. His talk will destroy the country. He's got to be silenced. Do you know what Amos is saying? Jeroboam will be killed. Israel is headed for exile. Then Amaziah confronted Amos. Seer, be on your way. Get out of here and go back to Judah from where you came from. Hang out there. Do your preaching there. But no more preaching at Bethel. Don't show your face here again. This is the king's chapel. This is a royal shrine. But Amos stood up to Amaziah. I never set up to be a preacher, never had plans to be a preacher. I raised cattle and I pruned trees. Then God took me off the farm and said, Go preach to my people Israel. So listen to God's word. You tell me, don't preach to Israel. Don't say anything against the family of Isaac. But here's what God is telling you. Your wife will become a whore in town. Your children will get killed. Your land will be auctioned off. You will die homeless and friendless. And Israel will be hauled off to exile far from home. Subheading, you who give little and take much. My master God showed me this vision, a bowl of fresh fruit. He said, what do you see, Amos? I said, a bowl of fresh, ripe fruit. God said, right, so I'm calling it quits with my people, Israel. I'm no longer acting as if everything is just fine. The royal singers will wail when it happens. My master God said so. Corpses will be strewn here, there, and everywhere. Hush! Listen to this, you who walk all over the week, you who treat poor people as less than nothing. 
who say, when's my next paycheck coming so I can go out and live it up? How long till the weekend when I can go out and have a good time? Who give little and take much and never do an honest day's work? You exploit the poor, using them, and then when they're used up, you discard them. God swears against the arrogance of Jacob. I'm keeping track of their every last sin. God's oath will shake the earth's foundations, dissolve the whole world into tears. God's oath will sweep in like a river that rises, flooding houses and lands, and then recedes, leaving behind a sea of mud. On judgment day, watch out. These are the words of God, my master. I'll turn off the sun at noon. In the middle of the day, the earth will go black. I'll turn your parties into funerals and make every song you sing a dirge. Everyone will walk around in rags with sunken eyes and bald heads. Think of the worst that could happen. Your only son, say, murdered. That's a hint of Judgment Day, that and much more. Oh yes, Judgment Day is coming. These are the words of my master God. I'll send a famine through the whole country. It won't be food or water that's lacking, but my word. People will drift from one end of the country to the other, roam to the north, wander to the east. They'll go anywhere, listen to anyone, hoping to hear God's word, but they won't hear it. On Judgment Day, lovely young girls will faint of word thirst. Robust young men will faint of God-thirst, along with those who take oaths at the Samaria Sin and Sex Center, saying, As the Lord God of Dan is my witness, and the Lady Goddess of Beersheba bless you. Their lives will fall to pieces. They'll never put it together again. Mm. Happy stuff. Uh, I thought it was a good paraphrase. (laughs) It's All very right. direct. It is very direct. It's good. It's good. All right. Here's the recalibrate question. And again, I want to encourage you to read the daily walk that Nathan Brown's put together. Uh, really good application. Uh, it's at boulder.church forward slash daily, or you can receive an email. Um, here's the recalibrate, recalibrate question. Why can faith be such an important element of engagement with, with an activism in this world? Why has religion often worked in this way? Well, I mean, right away when I'm taking from Amos, what we've read, I guess we've read the first eight chapters now doing the daily walk. Mm -hmm. And it seems like one major theme that comes through over and over again is that God is really rebuking the people for their mistreatment of the poor and of those who are... Weaker, yeah. Yes. And he's saying he doesn't really care about their worship, doesn't care about all these things that they do or how they esteem themselves. He wants them to do the right things and to be just. And I think that's what activism is all about. Now, in terms of why religion doesn't work this way, well, for well, one thing, religion has decided to align itself with... Um, is, is all activism about that? I don't know that all activism is, but quite a bit of activism, the yeah. way that I think of it, is usually looking at at groups of people or situations that don't have anything to speak for them. And yeah. so, but yeah, I, there's I, activism I, I do, that for the powerful, so. too, yeah. the, the powerful... Um, activate on their own behalf yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. So I, I I think that actually the difficulty with activism or the difficulty with anything that actually requires you doing something is that it's it's uh, it causes a reaction um, that people maybe are not open to or not ready for. Oh, yeah. You've got to deal with the flack that's going to come yeah. your way. And, and that's and, not always And fun. sometimes what people want in faith is faith to be tranquil. Uh, yeah. To be to just be gentle and and not to actually rumble anything, and they want their walk with God or their or their their understanding of God just to be kind of like so so and and not to like be this way. And I mean, when you when I what I really enjoyed in this version 
of the the paraphrase of the message is uh, is just the the quick summary um, that Eugene did in verse in chapter seven, verse eleven, when he said, "Do you know what Amos is saying?" And he said, "Jeroboam will be killed, and Israel's headed for exile." There you go. The whole chapter seven, eight. That's mm. it. <laughs> well. All the way up to chapter seven, this is the whole message of uh, of Amos. Basically, basically, come along and saying he's saying, "Look, he's after us, and it's done." And then his reaction to this message is, "We've got to tell him to stop." And and Amos is saying, "I, I just can't stop." And I think there's something something very difficult about those who are on a track. Uh, who really believe that they're called to to speak up for those who are being oppressed or speak up for those right. who don't have a voice, um, and faith calls us to that. Um, and so he he goes he presses along with that way. Well, so I think why... sometimes religion also another reason that it doesn't end up working this way is I think it sometimes encourages people to think that what happens in the world right now is not that important that we're supposed to focus only on the the hereafter. And the other thing is that sometimes it focuses too much on kind of our inner life, like making sure that we're thinking and believing the right things and mm-hmm. not so much on what we do. Yes, we kind, of forget, kind of we, kind of, we kind of forget that, yes. And I think that if there's no if there's no actual real work that's connected to it that makes a difference in our life, then then we're not actually following God who's called right. us to, to the better place. So let me, uh, let me ask that question one more time uh, and uh, let you guys think about it today. Why can faith be such an important element of engagement with an activism in this world? And why has religion often not worked in this way? Think about that, look after each other, live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.